Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Hey, I am glad you guys joined us today. You know what? We always talk about something that might be encouraging or something that maybe is discouraging to you that we haven't placed on God's, uh, you know, his table. We often want to just carry along, do our own thing, and we wait until the very end, till everything is out of control before we say, oh, maybe I ought to go to prayer. When in reality, what you should start with, if you're a believer, is prayer. And if you're an unbeliever, you need to start with prayer too, but you need to start with a perf- of a prayer of confession to God as he draws you and yielding your life to him. It doesn't mean that the minute you come to Jesus Christ, everything's going to be just great. You're going to get the best job, the best car, the best spouse, all those type of things. Matter of fact, often when somebody comes to Christ, things get a little worse from a physical standpoint. However, from an eternal standpoint, and that's the one you really need to deal with, because that's where you're going to spend eternity, not in this 50, 60, 70, 80 years that you might have here. So one of the encouraging things to me is that the mission is an, is made up of a, a lot of integral parts, like a, a jigsaw puzzle, that all fit together to make the whole thing work. I've got Tim Trenum on the show again from last week who is the uh, who's the kitchen uh, supervisor out at the Union Gospel Mission, has been there for the last 14 years and been doing a fantastic job in the kitchen. And that is one of the big puzzle pieces that fits into what makes the, well, maybe another way, the tapestry that is the mission. Uh, I was just talking to my development director, uh, Eileen Trussell, and she was talking about the women's clothes closet, which is going really well. It was, it was certainly faltering for a couple of years. You know, COVID really did us some damage in that regard. But now it's really taken off. It's, it's growing all the time. We have for the first time, like I told you guys last week, we have showers for the women, which is such a huge deal. Because when I started 18 years ago at the mission— there weren't a ton of women out on the street, at least not visibly around the mission. We had a few regulars, but now that population is growing as well. For whatever reason, I'm not even trying to figure that out. The bottom line is it is what it is, and once God has given you something to deal with, you need to deal with it. And so another part of that was that in the women's clothes closet that there was a vital need for them to be able not only to pray with some of our volunteers and our staff, but sometimes they need counseling. Sometimes they need the touch of an evangelical outreach. And so we have some women that are working there. We have Eileen Trussell, the development director, who works very hard with the women on a couple of days to help counsel and to help guide and to draw them to the love of Christ. And we have Delina Hoyer out there who is a certified biblical counselor. She's an amazing teacher and she, she loves these women. And so 
it all starts with that. It starts with whatever department you're in caring about the people you're dealing with, whether it's it's uh, in the women's ministry, whether it's in the food ministry, whether it's a chaplaincy, whether it's the frontline people who deal with the people on the street and our program guys, the program guys or anybody working at the mission. It all starts with your caring about being there. Not just there to get a paycheck, not just there because it is where you're at, but because you really want to make a difference. And so, uh, Timothy, yes, there's two Tims at the mission. Uh, Matter of fact, somebody asked me, (laughs) I was giving them a tour and they said, "And, and you know, we hear you that something about, and you have still time to cook and everything. I said, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, Tim does the cooking, but I'm not the Tim that does the cooking. Uh, so, but I do have with me the guy that, wait for it, does do the cooking. So, Timothy, uh, what does a what does a day look like for you? I mean, you 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 kind of roll out of bed, come in wherever you want, throw <laughs> a couple of eggs on the grill, and that's it. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is. Isn't is that it. our new routine? Yeah, I got yeah. that going forward. No, I just I want to be your straight man and leave you an opening. Okay, for this. thank you. Uh, no, I get up fairly early and uh, of course do my devotionals, and then I'm headed off to work. Uh, I get to work about six o'clock, and I do paperwork from the previous day. Uh, then the day starts. It's uh, getting ready for the upcoming day. Then we have donations. We're blessed to get. Uh, uh, store donations, and that's between the hours of uh, 8.30 to, say, 10.30. Then after that's right into prepping meals for the evening and then cooking lunch for the gentleman. Uh, and then it's a, an hour, another hour of paperwork, and then that's my day. It's, it's full and it's fast. Uh, but just to touch on what you were saying about all these little engines in the mission, I've talk to people and they at my church and they says you guys do that and you guys do that and you do that too and you do that there's all these little engines on this one acre and it's amazing to see how much gets done for our guests and i call it guests the homeless is our guest because we welcome them that's correct that is their refuge that's where they can go and they can drop all all the protective garments that they have on and just be themselves and know that they're safe. Uh, I pray that that's what the image that we show them. Um, and it's just, it, they're just amazed that, you know, women can come shop and take showers and, you know, the men can get haircuts and they can come twice a day, take showers and get clothes. They can come get fed. We have 60 men upstairs every night that can stay there. Uh, in the winter, we have the warming center, and we have there's just so much going on constantly uh, to where if you don't have a sense of appreciation, pastor says I just he doesn't want you know us to feel like we're there for a check. I get so much more going to work than a check. God blesses me. I'm full. I I've had very good jobs in my lifetime and. I'll be really honest with you. I was never full. I I was always searching. That's why I was an alcoholic. That's why I went to bars that night and closed them because that family of friends that sat around that bar were my family. 
And now it's, I got such, I'm full. I go home at peace. I can go to sleep at night. No, the only question I have most of the time is, God, did I do enough? You know, did I do enough today to glorify you? That, you know, sometimes I ask myself, sometimes I don't because I'm able to talk to gentlemen. I'm able to work with some of our guys and train them and teach them. And I just want to be a good example by sight. Sometimes there's a little friction of all our departments, but that's just because of the compassion we have for our positions and what we want to do there at the mission. I'm just blessed to be a part of it. And uh, I'm glad uh, that we have you, Pastor, at the helm. <laughs> Thank you. That's uh, very kind you of are, you. Uh, you are inspiration and you're uh, an example by not just verbally but by sight. And wow. I appreciate you. That's, that's kind of you. And I wanted to, one of the things that Timothy said, he was relating that I had said, I, I don't want people to be there just for the paycheck. I don't want them to be there just for the paycheck. I want to try to get them, you know, livable wages to be able to do those things. I don't, I don't want them to, you know, be second in line for everything. My, my point is, I don't want you to be there just for that paycheck. Right. You know, be there because you love what we do that you want to be a part of it, that you want to serve God. And then the other part of that is you said that you go home sometimes and you say, God, did I do enough to glorify you? Well, I ask myself that too, and the answer is always the same. No, I didn't. Mm. Uh, Sometimes I wanted to serve myself. Sometimes I wanted it to be my way. Sometimes like a spoiled child, I don't understand why you're doing this. I don't verbalize that, but my actions say that. You know, when I'm sulky or I feel depressed and or whatever, and yes, I know it comes as a shock, but pastors and directors <laughs> and things sometimes get a little depressed at times too. I'm in pretty good company. One of my favorite guys, Charles Spurgeon, had that problem too. And so, you know, I figure he was a better theologian than I am. But uh, the bottom line comes down to that the mission is unique. We're not a church. We're not trying to usurp the local church. We want people to be parts of healthy, well-balanced, Bible-believing churches. I've had several people over the course of the years say to me, well, I want to start tithing to the Union Gospel Mission. And I always tell them, okay, you need to be tithing to your church, and I would love to get a, any kind of a gift offering, a love offering, whatever your church calls it, uh, for the mission, but it has to come after your tithing to your church. And sometimes people will say to me, well, I don't have a church. I say, okay, well, see, that's a problem. The problem is that it's more important for me and the people at the mission for you to have a church, to tithe to that church, than it is for you to give money to us. Because the bottom line is God will supply the means that we need, and if he stops supplying the the means for the mission, then that's on us, uh, you know. Uh, but as long as he supplies the, the means, we're going to keep doing what we do. And I don't want any of you to be giving money to the church or to the mission 
and not to your church. Your church comes first. You take your tithe where you're being fed. And yes, I think we're a worthy cause. I think we're doing God's will and work at that mission. I think it's gotten better over the last few years. Uh, we've tightened up things as far as as what we teach theologically. I, I get all that. But it still comes back to what is best for you and you, my friends, donors out there. What's best for you is to walk in Christ, to be part of a local church, to support that local church with your tithes and offerings, and then anything above that you feel to give to us, that's wonderful. And if you think this is that I'm just saying this, I'm not. Uh, you can ask my friend Tim here. I, I absolutely feel that way, and I've told many people who've called wanting to give tithes to us. So what do I do? I donate to the mission, yes, but I also tithe. Now, I'm, I, I left the church that I was pastoring at, a small church for many years, and so I'm kind of looking for another church right now. But guess what? I still take my tithes in. Uh, wherever I'm being fed, that's mm-hmm. where I want to give my tithes to, right? So I'm, this is not a tithing sermon. I'm not trying to convince you. I just want you to understand where the mission is coming from. We never, never want you to not go to a healthy, healthy, well-balanced, Bible-believing church. Now, if you're going to a church that is aberrant, that is heretical, that is uh, just not preaching and teaching— I don't want you to bring your money here. I want you to find a church that is a healthy, well-balanced, Bible-believing church. Heaven only knows there's a ton of them around. Uh, you know, uh, there's, there's, and you've heard me say it, IBC is downtown. That's a great church. We got Redeemer Bible Church out in Elk Grove. That's a great church. We got City Bible. We've got Doxa out in Roseville and uh also, well, I guess they're Rockland. And then uh, Veritas is in Roseville, and then Redemption is up in Auburn. So, and there's a lot of other churches that are, that are excellent and just as good. I'm just trying to remember the different areas and some of the churches I remember. Um, but there is a ton of churches out there that I have spoken at that uh, care about uh, doctrine and care about the faith. So, uh, my my hope is that you will keep supporting us, but support your church first, right? Yes, Timothy. No, it's so important to have a church. That's our foundation. We have to be around like-minded people. I have the opportunity to be around like-minded people every day, all day. So that's how I'm blessed. But. You know, the church is where we go and we get fed and we can go ahead and proceed, but that's also the place that we go when we we need help. We need to talk to people. We need to speak with our pastor. We need guidance. We need counseling. Um, And it's very important to have a foundation. I went to the program. I do exactly the same things I did in the program after the program. I still do my devotions in the morning. I still go to church on Sundays. I still work with the guys. You know, I, I still go and stay in prayer and stay in my word. I do these things because that's what got me to here right now. 
So I tell a lot of the guys, they say, oh, you've been on the program, graduated for quite some time. What do you do? I say, I don't do anything different than I did when I was here. Nothing changes because I graduate. The only change is I go to work every day, and I'm accountable, and I'm held accountable every day, but I still do devotion. I still read my word. I'm still in prayer. I still do the things I did to get here to where I'm at today, and that's my secret, if that's what that is. You know, it's God. God is my secret. <laughs> well, it, it devotions are an important and integral part. You know, we have a diverse amount of churches that come out and, and staff. Uh, Stephen uh, goes to El Camino Baptist. Mm-hmm. I've been out many times to Fair Oaks Presbyterian, mm-hmm. Fair Oaks Baptist. I know uh, Rick Gregory out at Grace Fair Oaks is, uh, uh, has an excellent church. I was out there for a wedding not long ago. Uh, and so, uh, forgive me, Pastor, if I know you and I haven't mentioned you. I didn't mean to do that. I just, I just wanted to give an example of how there are churches all over the area that that you could go to and be a part of, right? Yeah, so, they preach the word. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so important to understand that we we need to remember and to preach that we have the inerrant Word of God in our hands, and that's what we need to preach out. We need not to preach always about other things. We need to preach the Bible and keep that doctrine true. Um, Every one of us at some time will maybe fall into, we're maybe not teaching it or preaching it uh, exactly correct, but the minute we find out we're not, that's when we need to correct that. And so uh, we just need to be faithful to the Word of God. When a man pulls out the Bible, and he doesn't just take a verse out of context, but starts to develop the whole theme of what those verses mean, and he is using Scripture to interpret Scripture, then you know that things are going well. And listen— a man behind the pulpit doesn't have to be the most dynamic man in the entire world. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, you know, if you say, you know, my pastor preaches the Word, and and yes, he teaches sound doctrine, but he's kind of boring. Well, okay, I've seen some men that were absolutely dynamic behind the pulpit and so wrong that mm-hmm. they shouldn't be listened to by anybody. <laughs> so give me that guy that might be a little boring in your eyes, but teaches the Word of God without error well as close as any of us can. And that man is the man that you should be in his church. Uh, so, you know, don't be fooled by the, the flash and the, the, the style. Now, granted, there's a lot of excellent preachers who've got it all. They preach, they have style, they have, they're dynamic, they're all those things, and they're also right. And they're also preaching the truth. And so you just can't tell by the outside. You can't tell by the demeanor of a person. You got to be Berean about it. The Bereans were more noble than the Thessalonians, right? Isn't that how you look for things? Absolutely. What are you <laughs> just saying? I like the debriefment. I like that. So at any rate, uh, what w- what do you, what would you most want for our guys going through the program? 
to have a loving relationship with Christ like I do. Amen. Because everything else is possible. Through him, everything is possible. What if what if they never get that good job and they never get that good house? As long as they have Christ in their heart, they're a winner. Right. It doesn't God God never says no, he just says not right now. Maybe yeah. you didn't get the grand job, but maybe he gave you a job. God said he'll always meet your needs, your wants. That's your wants. You your know? wants should be him, right? Amen. And if you seek that, then everything else is taken care of. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, so many times we see where there are the wealthy or the— and by the way, it's not a sin to be wealthy. Nope. Don't—I'm never—never quote me as saying that. Nope. That is not true. I know some wonderful, godly people who have money, but their God is not their money. Correct. Their God is God, mm-hmm. and then the money is a blessing. If your God is not the God of the universe, then your money is a curse because it'll keep you from hearing him. So money is not the object. It's how we look at it, right? It's how we follow God. It's how we put things first. What What is the very first commandment of the Ten Commandments? Love others as a love. You will have no other God before me, right? Right? Remember the Lord your God, right? The Israelite Shemad is here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord our God is one. By the way, that only works in a Trinitarian belief mm-hmm. system. Uh, am I a Trinitarian? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I believe in the inerrance of, inerrancy of Scripture. I believe that Jesus Christ uh, is the second member of the Holy Trinity of God. I believe that he was born of the Virgin, that he... Uh, Grew up for 33 years and never sinned, but tempted in every way like a man. He was he was God and man. He was truly God and truly man. And he suffered under Pontius Pilate. Yes, I followed that whole thing. Why? Because it's true. You know, if you want to see, just look up the Apostles' Creed sometime, uh, because that's what it says in there. I am grateful because I am so unworthy of everything God has done. Um, when you first realized, well, I got a couple of minutes, but when was it that you first realized that the problem wasn't external, it wasn't alcohol, it was your relationship with Christ? I ran, to be honest, I ran from God for many years. I lost my father very young. I buried my mother on my 17th birthday. So the relationship I once had with God was estranged for many, many years. Um, <clears throat> One minute. So it took me a while, but you know the program helped me a lot, and I was able to let go of a lot of things and know that I love Christ. Amen. And know that it was because Christ, I'm here today, and I just try to please him each and every day. I fall short, but I always try to please him each and every day. I agree with that. Remember, the chief end of man is to serve God, to love Amen. God, to obey God. It is not to serve ourselves. But it's an amazing thing because when we serve him, we are serving ourselves. Uh, there's no greater or higher calling anybody can be called to than that of salvation. 
So as always, my dear friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.